The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to the Women's Sanctuary, the podcast about tending the soul of women, sisterhood, and the rise of the sacred feminine. I'm your host, Arlia Hoffman. Hello, welcome everyone uh, to another episode of the Women's Sanctuary. I'm your host, Arlia Hoffman. And um, on my last episode, I'll just make a note of um, I shared a, a good portion of my personal history which was pretty vulnerable, but I'm going to continue doing that um, in the next couple of weeks. I think I'm calling that series um, so- uh, Living Sovereign. Just stay tuned for that. I, you know, I, I gave a lot of information, but yet there are a lot of holes. And so if you're interested, um, that will be forthcoming and, and, and also kind of chart how I got here <laughs> and how I, and where I am today is sitting with Monique Ruffin and I'm thrilled to have her with me. Monique and I go back, I don't know, six or seven years, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, um, we we're both working with a business coach and, um, I followed her ever since. And, um, Monique is now doing daily Instagram live videos on the astrology of the day. And I just, I pretty much don't go a day without watching those because they're just so fascinating. Like I didn't know there was significance to being born on a Thursday or that that I was born under a, I think I was under the um, last quarter moon. So all of that has significance, right? Monique went to live with her grandma in Watts, California, when she was just three years old. By the time she was 30, she had experienced the death of both her parents and all of her grandparents. She wanted to do nothing but die from all the trauma she was carrying in her body. She started asking questions of her higher self. She stopped asking, why me? And began to ask the universe for the strength and the power to meet the call of the obstacles that lay before her. She stopped resisting and began surrendering to a power within her that desired solutions over escape routes. Monique is an astrology coach, a feminine power coach, an MMS MMS facilitator, at Progressive Love Academy. She studied spiritual psychology at the University of Santa Monica and political science at Howard University and has studied with spiritual leaders. But she says nothing has prepared her to support others in their healing work the way her life experiences have. Monique is naturally gifted with astrology and uses nail chart readings as well as ritual, crystal grids, Reiki healing, talk therapy, and personal reflection to serve her clients. And Monique says, every difficulty and obstacle is an invitation to know what you're truly made of and who you really are if you're willing to show up. Welcome, Monique. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you. I'm here. I'm here for it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I'll, I'll say what, what I've, I've heard recently people say when people have a birthday, and actually you just did have a birthday, and that is thank you for being born. Thank you for being here and bringing your gifts. 
You know what? Thank you for saying that. And you're welcome. And, and it's really true because we do choose to be born. We choose this experience and we choose all of this stuff. And it's, I, I feel like I, I'm so clear from where I am in this moment that none of it is a mistake at mm. all. Like, and when I was in the throes of my childhood family structure and in the throes of being a black child in America and all of this sort of stuff and the experiences of that, I just, it just felt also overwhelming and like mm. it was all such a mistake. It felt like it was all a mistake. It could not be that this could be right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm in too much pain. It was beyond your comprehension. That's right. Yeah. But it was all right. It was all divine and it was all divinely ordered. And I really believe that. Mm. I, I would, I would sell the arm for that. I mean, I, I, I believe it like nobody's business. None of it is a mistake. How did you get into astrology? I think there's a story there. Yeah. Oh, there is. So I really always loved astrology. Like everybody does, right? Who doesn't love astrology <laughs> on some level? Everyone, yeah. like, you know, everybody will pick up the paper and read, you know, go to the back of the magazine and read who they are. So I had that going on, but I always also felt like there's something to this. And so I would, I would land in a book here and there, you know, mm -hmm. something would land and I was, cause I was always on a spiritual quest. I've always been on a spiritual quest. So astrology books would come my way and they always resonated and I go, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then in the last several years, like in the last decade, I was working for, um, a blog, a pretty popular mom's blog called mom.me and they, they invited me to write astrology blogs. They were like, could you also write astrology blogs for us? And I said to them, I'm not an astrologer. And then they told me how much money they were going to pay. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to learn. And I said, <laughs> yes. I said, yes. And I had a lot, a lot, of, um, I had several astrology friends, you know, I have friends who are astrologers. I called my friends and I said, put me on speed dial because I'm going to be calling you every day. <laughs> and I, you know, called everyone and said, which books should I get? What are the best, you know, what are the best ways to learn? And so I just dove in and realized that I already knew it. It was just oh, like, Oh my gosh. I was like, Oh, I already speak this language. This is, <sighs> this is giving me context for everything now. Like my whole life started to make sense. Everything. It it just, it wiped out my sob story. Mm. I was like, oh, I, I was born into kind of a living hell because of the astrology. The astrology and our relationships to the planets bring forth these archetypal energies. And when you understand your astrology, for me, I was like, because I'd done so much suffering, like there was just so much pain. But when I realized I have Pluto conjunct my son, conjunct Jupiter in the sixth house in Virgo. So my life is about perfecting my soul. It's and this it's like Virgo is the energy of the intestines of the constellation. So things come through Virgo to be broken apart, to be tried and, you know, and 
and deciphered and analyzed. And, and that's what my whole life had been like. It's just, it was like burning, right? But it made sense when I saw my astrology. I was like, oh, I get it. Well, speak to that, that sense of, because I had that same kind of a, uh, uh, epiphany in my own spiritual work, that, that shift of like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. That shift from the, the victim to being empowered. Oh gosh, that has been the biggest step. And I, I started making that before astrology. Astrology solidified it for me with that. But if you're familiar with Michael Beckwith, he mm-hmm. is a minister here in Los Angeles at the Agape Institute. And I, um, I started going to his church maybe when I was maybe 29 or 30. And I remember being in church one day and he was saying, you know, he has that, and you better that's the rhythm of how he talks. And he's talking and he basically said, nobody's coming. He said, no, he said it from the pulpit. He said, nobody's coming. And I said, oh my God, I'm fucked. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. This is this is impossible if nobody's coming. I cannot save myself. And I just started taking classes. I just started wandering through the world. Like, I've got to find out how to feel better. I have mm. got to do that. Like, I've got to do it. And so I just started doing everything I could to take responsibility for my life. And, and it was agonizing. Every day was a battle. Um, but I would just talk to people and believe them. I would just sit with people and they would say, no, you're, you're responsible. And I would go, really? Okay. Well, show, help me. Like I just, it, it's like I was blind. It was literally like I was blind and I just continued to study. You know, I'd studied at Agape. I studied, um, Ernest Holmes, which is, um, in this moment, I can't even recall the name of that book, but religious science, right? Um, I studied religious science. I studied um, Buddhism, Nishram Buddhism. I chanted. I studied every religion, just just working to gather myself. And and then I really started studying my my lineage, my family, and started to understand the victimization of black people and what that really was about at the core. So I really and you speak putting, a lot to, to that in your work. Yes. Yes. Because it is a, it's like a, it's like a hero's journey. You know, it is to overcome the archetypes of ownership and oppressive oppression and victimization as a black person is a soul's calling. And I had to find it in my family structure. I just started to realize like, oh, this runs deep. You know, this runs, this runs way back to, you know, my grandfather watched his father be murdered on a sharecropper's farm. My grandmother is the result of a rape of a white man raping my great grandmother in a home that she worked in, you know? So all of those things that those are energetics. That's violence that we carry in the body, carry in the cell structure. And as I've studied energy and understood through astrology is, oh, we're recreating these patterns. 
because the patterns that we choose when we're born are 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 um are planets that the ancients said that the planets are a picture of your brain waves like your natal chart is like an imprint on your brain it's what you're here to play out so that's there's a cosmic relationship and then there's a genetic relationship and so that's why we repeat our mothers. We will do the same patterns, right? So when I started to make those connections, I I just I just was like, oh, I gotta break some patterns here. Like this is this is coming down from my mother, this is coming down from her mother, and like all these things are living in our cell structures. Um and so I really started taking it seriously then and working with a shaman doing plant medicine work to really dissolve trauma in my nervous system. And the universe shows up. When you show up, the universe shows up. The universe is like, mm-hmm. okay, you serious? We're going to give you what you need. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I started to realize I really wasn't a victim. It started to occur to me, there, there are no mistakes here. The universe doesn't do victim. The universe is not wired for victimization. Oh my goodness. Say that again. The universe is not wired for victimization. And so it's many not, of us just, just accept it like truth. It's, it's impossible to be a victim here. It's absolutely impossible. There are natural cycles. There's natural evolution. All of this is all working for our good. The only thing is that we are not seeing it. We are in such deep, deep sleep that we have forgotten and we don't know. So when I started to realize that, like, oh, it's not possible for me to be a victim. So what is it that I'm in this black body? Oh, and we've had many lifetimes over and over and over again. So I've not only been a black person. Mm hmm. So then you can start to remember stuff. So it's like, oh, you know, what I've learned in this body, you know, there melanin is, melanin is a real thing. It is, it absorbs the sun. It absorbs the light. Um, so it really does have a unique function that people who don't have melanin and black skin don't have. It's a very unique thing. And, and because of our relationship to light, we are creating the reality through our thoughts. And so if we think we are oppressed, we are oppressed and we actually create it. The universe, the universe goes, okay, and coagulates a reality around you that makes you feel oppressed. Yeah. And it's, it's like our it's just a profound thing. And sometimes I feel crazy saying it out loud because it's like, it sounds so sci-fi, but it really is like, we really are having this relationship with the universe and it's responding to us and in a very significant way for people who have melanin. Um, and so it's important. So I would say everyone should be praying for black people to get happy. Everyone Absolutely. should be. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone should be like, what do we need to do to get your asses happy and healed? Because our frequency impacts the environment mm-hmm. and shifts everyone else around us. 
like this really is on us and we don't know it. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. and and there's a there are people who understand the science of this, you know, the marketing and all that sort of stuff. So there is investment. There is value in keeping people sad, keeping mm-hmm. people heartbroken, yeah. keeping people the messaging, keeping people out of their yeah. power. There's value in it. Yeah. The programming. So, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but we all do need to get happy. And that's what I realized. I was like, oh, I'm really creating my life because mm-hmm. that's how the universe works. Whether we know it or not, gravity is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm I'm here I'm here to talk about it. I'm here to teach. I'm here to share because I really want us all to get free. What um, what's been the biggest shift you've had through the astrology? If um, there is one, okay. Um, Wow. The moon. Mm. Understanding the moon. I was so miserable as a young girl. I was the most miserable. Like I was a nasty <laughs> little miserable girl. I was just, oh, I don't get my way. And I'm so unhappy and nothing is right. And But it was because of the moon. When the moon goes into these long voids, the moon is impacting everything in our bodies, the water, mm-hmm. all of that. Our moods, our, our um, reproductive systems, our ovulation, our sex drive. So if I had understood that as a girl, if, if I knew that this big orb in the sky is impacting me, I may not have been such a bitch. <laughs> Or or it's so unkind to myself, even because Mm -hmm. I was very unkind to myself. Um, But yes, the moon and really understanding how it how it creates our reality. It is so profound. And now that's what you do every day is you say the moon is in in this sign. And today is a Monday is the moon day. And and Mm -hmm. this is, you know. Right. And I, everybody responds to it because we all get it. Yeah. I, I find it so helpful. It just helps me like put, put some structure in my day. It's like, okay, this is what's going on. Yes, that's right. And we all get it. And it's like the, so the other part of it is that as I've been working the astrology and really seeing who we really are and experiencing who I really am. I'm seeing that the universe is totally alive. The universe is totally, completely alive. It is thinking. It is a thinking system. Mm-hmm. It is listening. It is completely yeah. responding to us. That is surreal to me. It's also, um, it's also exciting. <laughs> you know, you, you, you say we're creator goddesses. So, so, you know, how can you be a victim when you're a creator? You cannot, you cannot. And just to know it makes the difference. And, you know, it, it did take time for me to move out of the old way of thinking and into, and I'm still doing it every day. Sure. I'll say to God, please help me believe today. Please help me believe like, and yesterday, just yesterday I was, I went to the beach and I, I sort of panicked. I was in my house. I was like, I gotta get out of here. It, just, it was the moon. It's like, it's gonna pop me. Gotta get out of here. I'm gonna go to the beach. I'm gonna go to the beach. Okay. Get out of my house. 
get 30 minutes away, realize I don't have any money to pay for parking. You know, am I going to turn around? And I hear God say, are you going to turn around and go home because of money? <laughs> I saw this story on Instagram. I can't wait to hear you say you, you, know, you tell it. And I thought to myself, darn it. Right? And Spirit always says to me, that's the problem with people. You guys rely so much on money. You stop using your gifts. You put your magic down for money. And then when the money goes away, you don't have access to your magic. Emerson has this quote. He says, when a man gives up the use of, when he when he moves to using a horse and buggy, he loses the use of his feet. It's like you forget how to walk, right? So when, when you have money for things like you, you stop, your connection goes away. So I go and, um, and I just say, okay, okay, God. And I go and find a drive and find a parking space and, um, on the street and then get there. And this man approaches me and offers me a surfing lesson. And I just last week, I said, I'm going to start surfing. And, and he offered it to me for free. I love <laughs> he just that. Him to me out of nowhere. It's I love like, that. But that's what we, that's, that's miraculous. And that's our normal state of being. That's normal. That's not, that's miracles are normal. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and you have to flow with them. You have to be open to them. You have to right. allow them. That's right. It's that, that state of allowing. That's right. I remember at some point, um, I used to have a lot of, a, a lot, a lot of money challenges just in a story. I was in a constant constantly in a story of how am I going to pay for this? And what am I going to get the money for this? And what am I going to do this? And, when are they going to pay me? And then I'll do, I'll use that for this and that this will be for that. And, and, and I started saying to spirit, this is prison. I can't take this. I cannot live like this. This is not going to work. And that's what spirit said. Study the relationship with money and see why it's the way it is. Like really understand it's sort of the trap of capitalism because you never, you never feel like you have enough and it's yeah. always going. Mm-hmm. I've been reading about that lately and about, you know, this, uh, Charles um, Eisenstein, sacred economics about the, you know, the where, where money came from and how we started using it. And yeah, it is definitely the trap of capitalism. Yeah. And it, it, it suffocates you, you know? So I had to make a new agreement with money. I had to make a new agreement with abundance really that, that I'm an, I am abundant naturally, organically, and I'm always in flow and that I'm here for a purpose to do a certain thing. And as long as I'm on that purpose, my needs are always going to be met. Beautiful. God bought me here. Like, like mm-hmm. God bought you here. Mm-hmm. God is my employer. So if you want me to do this job, you better pay me so I can eat. That's right. You feed me, clothe me, shelter me so I can do this work. Yes. 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 Yeah. Ooh. Well, let's talk about relationships because you talk about that sometimes on your videos about how things are, how your, your personal relationship with yourself is evolving and and your external relationships. What's new? Well, Oh gosh, I've been really retraining myself around relationships and, you know, I'm working to get the 14-year-old girl out of the driver's seat. Ooh. 
Yeah. The one who was waiting for love and was convinced that love was going to be the thing that saved her life and that gave her value and meaning and purpose. And this has been so difficult. It has been so difficult, confusing and, and um, revitalizing at the same time. And, and so I'm in an experience right now of repatterning because I've been the kind of woman that would go into a relationship like everyone is the one. Oh, he's the one. <laughs> he's the one. And they are the one in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Mr. or Miss right now. That's right. That's right. But there was something that I was in the looking for the one. I was abandoning me in some way. Like I was really looking for something that I didn't believe I had. I was really needing something from them that I didn't already know that I could do for myself. And so I've been really working to bring my energy into myself and to recognize that I'm the one that nobody's coming. Like Reverend Michael said that today when I was new at Agape, nobody's coming. Like, what does it mean if nobody's coming? How do I need to show up if nobody is coming? And the first thing that offered to me is it, and how, this is how it started. It was so challenging. I was dating this man. It was a new man that I was just starting to date. And he lived in Seattle. And we had met one time when I was in Seattle. Then he had come here to Los Angeles. And we had a really great weekend. And we were considering seeing one another again. And he was really hesitating. He was like, you're really special. He's like, you are a really special woman. And I don't know that I want a long distance relationship. Um, And he said, I just don't. I feel like I want somebody to be here with me. And he goes, well, you know, let's get together again and try it out. You know, let's see each other again. And, and I, like, let's, like, you just come and visit and let's see how we feel when you get here. And I thought, okay. And then I realized that I couldn't pay for the airline ticket. My, mm. I, got, I didn't have enough money to pay for the airline ticket. It would have been, what, $300 maybe? It was like, that's just so, such an insignificant amount. And so I remember thinking, Oh my God, I can't pay for the airline ticket. And I may have thought, am I going to borrow money from somebody? Am I going to ask him for? And then I thought, well, how long will you do that then? If that's what you're going to do, how long will that last? Mm -hmm. And then I said, oh yeah, I got to fix this. So needless to say, he and I did not see each other again. (laughs) (laughs) That was that. (laughs) but I started my business and I was like, I'm going to commit all the energy that I have been given to looking for the one, all the energy that I have been hoping that somebody's going to come and love me and, you know, sweep me off my feet and make me feel like a princess. I'm going to give that energy to myself and invest in myself. And the next day I started a business, I called a business coach and said, what do I need to do to, cause I was already doing this stuff in some way. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't taking it seriously. Like I was like, you've got to take it. Like you're, you're keeping the lights on girl. You got to take this seriously. So I got serious about it and I started teaching classes and 
I just started doing the things that made that revealed to me my commitment to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he taught me that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and it's hard. You know, it's hard because this, I'm sure he wasn't the last person you were interested in having a relationship with. And Yes. I w- How are you navigating that now? Well, so now I am, I'm still focused on my business. I'm still really focused and I'm allowing myself to see who I am dating when I don't need somebody to save me. When I'm not afraid of them leaving because I'm like, oh, if they go, who am I going to be without them? Now I know who I'm going to be without them. I'm running my own company. (laughs) You know, I'm, 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 I'm doing my work. I'm being of service in the world. I'm earning my rent here on the earth. So I know who I'm going to be without them. So what do I really want to do? Who would I really want to share space with? Who do I really want to share time with? Where can I get the best value for my energy? You know, who, who, who do I deserve and who deserves me? Yeah, because that's I have a sovereign a, woman. That's right. I have a lot to offer. I'm magical and creative. I can think things into existence. I have, I have all sorts of gifts to offer, you know? Um, so I'm really excited about that. And so I'm just taking my time because whoever it is, they're going to be really good. <laughs> and they're going to have to be. <laughs> yes. Um, it feels really good, though, to believe in myself. It feels really good mm-hmm. to have confidence and to know that I'm that I'm that I'm really bringing something to the table. Um, that I'm not just coming to take. Yeah. That feels really good. But I'm a Virgo, and. As Virgos, we need to feel like we have some benefit. Yeah. My partner's a Virgo. (laughs) I'm aware. (laughs) Yes. And what sign are you? I'm a Capricorn. Oh, yes. You, yeah, you, you have a, you're a value person too. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. The Leo rising and a Libra moon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Libra, people with Libra moons are the prettiest and you are so beautiful. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yes, no, really. It's now. Why is that though? Why? Why would that be associated with the Libra moon? Libra, Venus, Venus, and beauty. Yeah, Yeah. but Libra specifically, it's like you guys have that perfect face that, where the measurements are, because of balance. Balance. Yeah. 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 I also have a very strong relationship with Aphrodite when you said Venus. So yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you as a Capricorn, you understand value and, Mm -hmm. um, and there's something when you understand your own value, it shifts the nature of relationships. It does. It does. Now my father was a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And so, and in his own way, he fully understood his own value. Mm -hmm. Right. And he just lived it. Regardless. Yeah. Um, but in my own family, that became then associated with his narcissism. Mm. And so knowing my own value 
Does that make sense? It's like it becomes a bad thing. Yes. Yes, I do. So I definitely have had to work with that and overcome that and, and own myself nonetheless. Yeah. Stand up in that and say, okay, if you're going to compare me to him, so be it. But you know, that's definitely one of the pieces I had to, um, to work with. That's really powerful. That's one of the things that I see in astrology is that we have these energies that compete with one another, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you if you have something in extreme, if you have an energy in excess, you it's still there, but you have to learn how to harmonize it and balance it. And so that's mm-hmm. what I just heard you say, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that is one of the things that in my astrology that's interesting is that people tend to feel sorry for me. They, it'd be, that was one of the things, not so much anymore, right? Mm-hmm. People used to feel sorry for me and give me, they would, people just give me things. They give, mm-hmm. they give me money, they give me everything. Right. And so I never really had to show up and do the work because so, so much was handed to me. Yeah. And so I had to hit a critical point where I realized that I didn't have anything because I was always and had my hand out. And so it was like, so I need to shift this energy. Like, how can I have people give me things in ways where there's an exchange in place mm-hmm. where I'm building something? And so I had to look at that like, oh, this is great that people are generous with me, but it's actually handicapping me. Right. Yeah. yeah. So talk more about the astrology um, and how how people can what people can learn about themselves. I mean, you said everything, right? I love the, what you said about the, the blueprint, the universe's blueprinted on your brain. Is that what you said? Yes, 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 yes. That's what the ancients just said. So the thing that I appreciate most about your astrology, about astrology is that it helps you get aligned. You know, we're in a human process here. You know, we're not here to arrive. And in the West, we really, we really do hold inside of our belief system that we're old at 40 and 50, Mm -hmm. that our lives are, you know, and we're just getting started. Like we're supposed to always, the natural evolution is that we're always becoming new. And if you understand your astrology, you can learn the cycles of your life. Mm -hmm. You can understand the seasons that you're going through. And some seasons are for death and some are for rebirth. And there are many and everything in between throughout a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But what happens is we, we get, um, we, we get filled with regrets because things can, life can be hard, right? We get disappointed and we get filled with regrets and then we stop trying because we have an imprint of some sort of painful experience that we've not allowed ourselves to heal from and rejuvenate from. We are here to die many deaths. Mm -hmm. And when we don't understand that we resist them and we hold on to things and we get stuck and you can't move forward. So relationships are supposed to die. Aspects of our personality are supposed to die. Mm-hmm. You know, we are supposed to outgrow people. It's that is it. We're supposed to outgrow aspects of ourselves. 
things are supposed to be dark and light. Oh, yeah. And we resist the hard things. And I know I do. Oh, I totally oh. hate it. I hate it. But the universe is fair, believe it or not. It's balanced. It is. It really is. And when you understand that, you can do anything. And I know it's hard for people to believe that, that, the, that she is always in balance. That's right. She is always in balance. And so that's the thing about astrology. When you, when you, if you understand yourself and understand the universe to some degree, you can tight, you can release your tight grip. You know, the need to hold, the need to control. You can allow. You're speaking right to me. <laughs> I had a reading the other day and she was like, you gotta let, let go of control. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just gotta let oh, things that's go. That's our for Capricorn. That's it Capricorn. is. It is. Control it is. is a function of Capricorn. So, you know, unless, and it, it's, so the question then becomes, so I don't want to, I have to ask for permission. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, great. So as a Capricorn, it is in your nature to be controlling. So she's asking you to let go of something that is like breathing to you. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that. You have to understand it is near impossible for you to let go of control. Okay. So with that in mind, how is it possible then mm. to shift my relationship to control? Yeah. How is it then possible? Because you're not going to be able to wrap your brain around this. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. You're going to have to ritualize it. Mm. Okay. And I, I can do that. That's right. That's right. So basic things. Horsetail herb is a Saturn herb, right? You know, take spiritual baths with horsetail. Mm. Drink horsetail tea. Chant to Saturn. Ask Saturn to help you. Saturn is your leader. It's your governing Okay, well, one more personal thing, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with with okay. another question. But but here's here's the thing that's been mm-hmm. um, with me all year. My birthday is the 13th of January. It was the day after the Saturn Pluto conjunction, oh. and I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> gotta mean something. But I've been working with it all year, so I feel like you know it's it's you know the work continues about you know re re uh, reworking my identity and yes. here you are talking about, you know, letting go of control, but it's been an incredible journey over the last, well, I mean, for all of us, right. But yes. over the last nine months and, and how, you know, my chart is lined up with that. <laughs> yes. Girl, that is amazing. Isn't it amazing? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You are lucky to be alive. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll take that. <laughs> I know you've been going through it. I know that yeah. the internal, the internal, like really having to come into a new way of being. Well, I felt like the hardest part was before January 13th. And after then, I've been okay. I've okay. been like, okay, we're here. Like, yeah. let's figure out what life looks like now. Right? Yes, that's right. And speaking of being here and life, our world is just in such transformation and I know you have a really particular perspective on not just the global situation but but America's path and the role of our current president speak to that for a minute yeah you know this is a hard thing for me to talk about because 
people get so and their people are so angry about it. And I understand and I have a lot of empathy. But the thing that we don't understand about our country is that we are living in a time of cause and effect. And what we created at the beginning of this country, this system that is birthed in racism and ownership and, and, and um, you know, illusions of supremacy and privilege, it's not sustainable. <laughs> it's not sustainable because humans are evolving, right? And so Trump is the embodiment of, of, of white male supremacy at its highest form. He is that. He has the deepest experiences of entitlement. Like he just, he lives into it in a way that we need to see ourselves. We cannot lie to ourselves anymore. He just, he just shows up as that. And I voted for him because I was like, I am ready to fight the beast. Mm. I don't want to put it off anymore. I'm ready to look at, I'm, I'm David and I'm going to fight Goliath. I'm going to look at myself. I'm going to look at the things that I have, the ways that I have participated in the systems in this country that are harmful to myself and others. And there's no better way to do it than with this man. He is Mm -hmm. it. Um, And everything else this year has forced us, everybody into that process of, of Mm self-reflection. And so he's removing the veil. He's showing us who we are and it's painful to watch. It is painful. I have been watching it though, since I was born. So this is not new to me. I actually feel safer and more peaceful than I've ever felt in my entire life. Because everything's on the table. That's right. That's right. Um, so I feel really clear mm-hmm. and, um, my prayer and hope is that we can all wake up and see ourselves and begin to do the, uh, do the work to take responsibility, to stop hiding out, to stop putting it aside. And if you didn't know, like one of the things I talk to a lot of white people who are like, I really didn't know. I believe you. I do. I believe you didn't know because this country is designed that way. It's designed for you not to know. It's designed for you to think you're special and that things are this way and that you have it and all those, but it's designed that way. I believe you. And now that you know, let's do something about it. You know, um, because it's coming undone. It's over. It's over. We're never going back to who we were, but we have the infrastructure to build a beautiful um, experience in this country. We do. We have what it takes. We're bright enough. We're innovative enough. We're spiritually awakening now. And um, if we can just get black people to be happy, we can. <laughs> oh, that was a joke. Okay. That's a challenge. I mean, that's a challenge for everybody right now. But. Yeah, it is. It is for all of us to really, it's like finding a way to be grateful for what is. And, and that's one of the reasons I'm, you know, I finally launched my podcast after thinking about it, you know, for a number of years is like, we all need to support each other. Yeah. We need to be able to say, okay, let's just kind of stay present, stay in this moment, do the work, you know, connect with each other. Yes. Um, because that's, what's going to get us through this. The only thing, the only thing. So that is all I have to offer. 
today. I'm so grateful to spend some time with you and to hear what's working, what, what your work is and how you are. Do you want to talk about the Mars retrograde class? Yes, of course. So um, Mars retrograde. So I teach retrograde courses. I, I teach courses towards healing because as an astrologer, what I know is that the only thing that's going on in this country right now or in the world is healing. That's it because Pluto is in Capricorn and Saturn is in Capricorn. So all of our structures are coming undone. So we're all being made new. We're all we're seeing things that we didn't see before. We are asking questions and those are deep transformations. So I, my work is towards healing towards like, how do we take, how do we come out of the old way? How do we not running, not to run from it, to acknowledge it, to see it for what it is, and then to grow, to use it for growth. So I take my Mercury retrograde courses and I have a Mars retrograde now, which goes on until um, November at the end of November and Mars is retrograding in Aries. And we all get to get a new identity, which we need. We all need a new identity. I feel like I've got a, a head start on that one. <laughs> yes. But everyone is going through it. Everyone's thinking. Everyone's questioning who they are. We all are because our work has changed. Our relationship to health is changing. Our relationship. So everyone's in the question. And the my Mars retrograde course is just to help us look at the questions. Look at who we've been up to now. Do the self-forgiveness work. Understand our relationship to our body, our chakras, how we're actually creating and using our will. To have a will is a real thing. Your will, you will yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you use this energy? How have you been using it? We're going to have to, we're climbing up a mountain right now, you know? So how can you will yourself into a new way of being? So I encourage people to check out the Mars Retrograde class. They can find me um, at Monique Ruffin on Facebook. They can look at my website, which is MoniqueRuffin.com and then Instagram at, um, at Monique Ruffin is my handle. And, yeah, and I'll, I'll put all those in the show notes so people can okay. have links. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you for having me. It's so nice to be with you in this way. And I just, I'm so looking forward to the work that we're doing in the world. Like, like, it's up to us. We're, we're actually going to change the world. I promise you, we're going to change are. the world. Yeah. I believe okay. it. I believe it. Thank you so much, Monique. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. And that's it for us today on the Women's Sanctuary. Thank you so much, and we will see you here again next time. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.